This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Bag alert, major bag alert. Mm, bag, ball bag. Ball bag, 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 bag. All right, John, so much to get to. Here's how you get in the mailbag. You go to iTunes, you leave us a question. In that question, you tell it's your favorite bar. Five stars, always appreciated. And uh, then you ask a question. Any question at all, anything you want it to be, um, very much appreciated. Yep. Subscribe to that podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And like you said, when you go leave a review, it will get used here on the mailbag for the weekend. Very easy. Easy as peasy. Uh, Yeah. We're going to start the mailbag a little differently today with a question that has not actually come out on iTunes you and I have both gotten this question multiple times in the DMs. So instead of putting all the DMs up, we'll just thank you for sending that DM and reference this. From Dan Graziano of ESPN. About Jim Harbaugh and the Las Vegas Raiders. If Harbaugh does decide to give the NFL a try again, keep an eye on the Raiders whose permanent job is open. Mark Davis highly annoyed about the circumstances under which he was forced to let John Gruden go. The Davis and Harbaugh families have a friendship that dates back a ways. Just saying, watch Vegas for Harbaugh. He also mentions you can never rule out Michigan man Stephen Ross, who owns the Dolphins, if the Harbaugh, uh, you know, if Jim decides to try his hand at the NFL. What do you think? Well, the first individual, I, I guess, while Jim was playing, he also helped his father coach and recruit. It was a famous story. But his first official coaching job, after he was done playing, Jim Harbaugh somehow sneaky was on the Carolina Panthers in 2001. Career lasted a little bit longer. Like I felt like it just ended in the late, like 97 would have been his last year, but 2001 played for the Lions and the Panthers, actually. Coach for the Raiders in 02 and 03. Now, obviously, Al Davis was in charge, not Mark Davis. And you your know, point you and being started talked, his career there, started his coaching career working with Rich Gannon and uh, Callahan was the coach. John had just left as the quarterback coach for the Oakland Raiders. And one thing I do think with Jim, like the brand, like being the coach of the 49ers, it was a big deal that it was the 49ers, a team that had five Super Bowl championships, that had all this history. I do think the Raiders having history. Look, he went to Michigan. I know he was connected there, but I don't think Jim was just going to be the coach of like some random program that he didn't have a connection to. I don't think this is that outrageous, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, we talked about this on the last podcast. I think it's probably why, or I guess on the midweek pod, not the Thursday pod. So it's probably why a lot of people DM this um, about it. And and I think the heart, the sticking point is that Jim is at Michigan. Like he's at his Mario Cristobal Miami right now, right? And, and he's question, finally doing well. He's broken through. Yeah. Now there's a, School of thought that says that's when you leave, <laughs> when you're on top. That's when you go, right? The George Costanza. You leave on a high note. You get a laugh on a joke. You exit. Jim is 57 years old. Is could Jim coach at Michigan until he's what 65 and then retire? You, you know, you know how old uh, Nick Saban was when Alabama hired him. How old Nick Saban was? Uh, 
mean, he had to be mid sixties, early sixties, fifty-seven years old. Fifty-seven. Okay, he'd been there thirteen years. I'm just saying, like, I think sometimes, like, at fifty-seven sounds old, but when you put it into context, when Nick Saban arrived at Alabama, he was Jim Harbaugh's age. I'm saying the opposite. Like, I'm saying Harbaugh's got a lot of coaching left. Is he going to coach all the rest of his years at Michigan? Yeah, I mean, it's not I, his it's not, historically, he doesn't stay places for 15 years, let alone six. Is he is he there because you know things haven't gone well, so he hasn't been able to leave? I don't think so. I think if he stays at Michigan, let's say he's been there since 15. If Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan another eight years, it's because it's gone well. Yeah. We he just saw last year. Like they're not afraid to put they are not afraid to put Jim Harbaugh on the hot seat. But I think Jim got his leverage back this week. He did. Or this he year. did. He did. I'm just saying, like, he's not totally bulletproof. One thing going for Mark, it's the opposite of the college football hiring cycle is very unfair to ADs, right? Just the recruiting and everything that's going on, it just puts you in a tough spot if you if your coach just leaves you. Right. There's, you know, in some elements like Oklahoma got a little lucky that they just, this defensive coordinator, the number one guy in the country, had also coached there and was young. It was just an easy kind of like, oh, yeah, let's talk to Venables. And he's like, I'll take the job. It was like, boom, boom. Well, you see right now with Oregon, it just takes a little more time. For the, for the pros to college, do you know that the Raiders' last game is the ninth, right? Because the 17th week. If Jim Harbaugh, let's, and he's a touchdown underdog, but let's say he wins the game against Georgia, he would play on the 10th against probably Alabama. So, he, it, you, it, like, what's Mark's rush, right? I'm just saying it actually turns out the t- the cycle, plus he'd already get recruiting done, right? Because he has, I guess, the date. When's the early recruiting day? Coming up next week or in two weeks? Next Wednesday. So, I actually think Mark Davis is in a good position if that's the guy you want to talk to, right? You're in no rush. Like, you're going to be in a position to, like, you're going to get to talk to him if you want to talk to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it really helps NFL teams when it's a college coach in the playoff that other colleges would want, but they can't wait for that guy, right? Like Luke Fickle, somebody like that. That's what I'm saying. Like the 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 the, the timeline for a pro team, especially one that's probably not going to make the playoffs, right? If they lose this week, the Raiders are not going to make the playoffs. Even if he wins that game against Georgia, his last game, the only like he can't play any longer than that. Like his season will end. Now, that recruiting time is big for you know a program like theirs, but now with the early, I bet the majority of his of his class could be done. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if he was the coach of any other program, I'd say, yeah, I could see him taking the Raiders job, and I still could see him taking the Raiders job. I could. Well, if he He's won it all, I think it's pretty easy if he wanted to leave. I think it would be very easy. I won it all. I beat Ohio State. I brought a national championship. I'm out. Like. It took a little bit longer than we all thought, but I can leave then. I think it does become a little complicated. Like, not saying this matters to him because ultimately they forced him to take a pay cut, but it was justified. What if he loses to Georgia by 20 points? Can you just go out like that? Like, it was a good, it was an awesome year, but then you get destroyed in the playoffs? It, it, you look at it two ways. I mean, Notre Dame, Brian Kelly stopped banging his head against the wall and left. Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley stopped banging his head against the wall when it came to CFP national championship-like contention and left. Yeah. Now, Michigan hasn't had repeated CFP failures like Notre Dame and Oklahoma have, 
But that's the question. Would losing by 20 to Georgia make him think he's close, he's got work to do, or would it make him think this is as good as we could do it and we weren't close? I, I do think there's a different level. Like Brian Kelly and Lincoln had a combined uh, five playoff bursts. Someone had, after we were going back and forth, Notre Dame had made it twice in 18 and last year. And obviously Lincoln had made it three times. Like that's a lot. You know, that's, that's a lot of success for your program. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm putting them in a – Jim's not in that category. Like, no, they've been twice, not. got three times, got blown out. Oklahoma got blown out, I think, two of the three. Um, Jim could easily look at it and go, hey, we took a big step. There's there's another step for us to take. But there are there are people that think that Michigan is not quite committed to football the way that some of these – like that Ohio State and LSU and Georgia and Alabama are and that they are capped. I think if he won it all, and I'm rooting for them to win it all – I think he's the next coach of the Raiders, assuming Mark Davis offers him the job. I mean, he took the Niner job after an Orange Bowl win with Stanford. That's what I'm saying. The timing of these games is actually pretty sweet because in the old days, January 1 was right when a team was looking for a coach. But now that extra week gives you just that little extra time if he needs it, assuming he wins the game, which, again, he's a big underdog. Yeah, because Mark Davis isn't rushing. To beat Mark other Day, yeah. teams. And there's no signing period or it doesn't really like I think it's NFL. more just when all the other NFL teams have like competing Black Monday coaches. hits and now we start hiring and firing. Yeah, you're right. Like okay. if, if if Jim Harbaugh is your number one choice, but you're also very interested in Doug, let's say, for example, like Doug Peterson. Well, if there are seven openings, like Doug might get another one of those jobs, right? So that's where you have to balance it. What if two teams want Jim Harbaugh? Dolphins and Raiders. I think the Raiders make more sense for Jim Harbaugh than the Dolphins. Feels more like a, I mean, but the Stephen Ross, he might just have to pay Jim more money. Yeah, he could. He's got more money than Mark. Is does Mark owe John Gruden? Have we figured that one out yet? Uh, I think we're going to find that bad boy out. And it, Jim Harbaugh does not feel like a Miami Dolphin. All right. Uh, some questions. This is from uh, Vumbaka. Best sports podcast, five stars. I think my daughter might have given you guys three stars accidentally because she was playing with my phone. My bad. Unlike the Niners, we found the problem and corrected the problem. Now you guys have the right rating. Pod question. The Niners draft class doesn't look ready nor very good when they're on the field, with the exception of Mitchell and Hufunga. With the restrictions that scouts had with COVID, how difficult was it for scouts to evaluate prospects in this past draft? Do you think this played a major role in the Niners draft since the rookies can't seem to earn a spot on the field? Thanks, guys. I would say only Trey Lance would fall under a struggle just because he didn't have a season. Aaron Banks had been a several-year starter at Notre Dame, and they played they played in the playoffs last year. I mean, they he had played how many, you know, multiple seasons. Trey Sermon had been at Oklahoma and Ohio State, right, and been playing for a long time. Hufunga, for example, had been playing forever at USC. You couldn't watch a USC game for three straight years and not see 15 lighting guys up. So I... I all, you know, Lenore, I guess the two corners had opted out of the season. Definitely the Michigan guy did. Did did the Oregon guy opt out? I can't even keep track. Uh, I thought Lenore played, but now but, I can't but remember. Both, but both those guys were playing for at Michigan for Harbaugh and Mario. Actually, right? I, I mean, they, all the Oregon guys might have opted out. Let's see. To me, on the majority of their draft picks, they had had a lot of... Uh, you know, yeah, Lenore take, played. Multi-year starter at a huge program, winning you know 
going to the Rose Bowl. Played in every game since his freshman year. I think the only guy you can question is Trey Lance, based on sample size. The other guys, I mean, we're all playing at enormous programs, multiple-year starters. So I, you just might have missed on the player, but it wasn't because of weird COVID year. And, and the other thing is, their guys not playing or playing, no one's being like, you know Aaron Banks? Not a great guy. It's just like, was well, the guy good enough? That, it's just kind of black and white football. So it, it might have to do, too, with like, is their scheme too complicated? Also, you were allowed to go to Ohio State games. I mean, they did. Yeah, I mean, I... You were allowed to go to all these games, right? Yeah. So, you know, Ohio State played a full season. Actually, no, they didn't. They kind of... No, they them didn't. in the... Yeah, they, they played a shortened season. I take it back. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year... You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught Seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. But um, but he but he but that's my point for Trey Sermon. Well, where was he before that? Well, he had been with Lincoln Riley for the last three years. Now he wasn't a full time starter, but he was there. Your guy was seeing him at practice when he went and evaluated. Like, you knew who Trey Sermon was. Like their guys were, I would say, beside the quarterback. Most of the guys they drafted were pretty premium program, like playing in some big fucking games. Patrick Sertain. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't like ah, you know, we just didn't get to see enough of Patrick Sertain. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't think I fall under that with this draft class. I agree. Trey, I, I'm putting in his own category. He was unique, right? Based on a season getting canceled, young quarterback just to begin with. Most of the guys, Trey Sermon was a senior. Trey Sermon was a senior. 
He was, I think he was a, a weird transfer. senior, but yeah, a senior though. Yeah. Uh, this is from Todd. So I, like many others in Raider nation have come to terms that we're staring down the barrel of yet another rebuild. John, you're right. If I'm Derek, I want out in spite of what I've said publicly, this franchise is a joke and always will be a joke until Mark Davis no longer owns the team. Love the show. Willie McCoy's in beautiful Chaska, Minnesota is always a great place to get a double Tito's and drown the pain of being a diehard Raiders fan. Win, lose, or die. Win, lose, or tie Raiders till I die, unfortunately. Not really a question, I guess. But uh, I think we talked about this on Thursday's podcast, Derek Carr. I, I, I mean, I think Derek loves playing football. I think he loves being on the field with his guys. I think if Derek even was considering retirement, wouldn't David go, Derek? You only get so many. You only get so many years to play this game, and you I love mean, playing football. Wouldn't Derek kind of know that though by now? Like he's yeah, seen enough. But I'm just saying, retire. like I don't think that's, I don't I don't buy it because I think he loves football and he loves being with the guys. And yes, he's made all the money he needs. And yes, he's got another another purpose in life and. And, you know, what he does uh, from a religious standpoint is very important to him. And he's got a big family and he could. But you only get so much time to do this thing that you love. I I think it'd be it would to me be more stunning than like Andrew Luck walking away because of injuries. If Derek just healthy walked away because he only wanted to play for this franchise that is a mess. It's insane. Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. And this is, it's like chicken or the egg. Are the Raiders dysfunctional or do they just acquire some dysfunctional people? I, at this point in time, it's all kind of convoluted. And I, I'm separating Derek from this. I'm just saying like, for, it's all he knows. And I, I think it's like, Derek, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel in other places that are much more normal than this, that are conducive to your success. I'm not I think he would be doing his, his God-given talent a disservice if they wanted to move on and they were not going to extend them and, and you know, I like if the giants were the only team that wanted them, let's just say something like that. And the Texans and he's like, fuck it. I'd be like, listen, I get it. Totally. But if it's like you had, op- let's say the Steelers and the, and the saints, you would be doing what God gifted you, this arm and this ability to play and because of the Raiders, having one team Raiders. interested in you is what happens when you're 38 years old and shot. That's not what happens when you're Derek Carr. So it wouldn't come to that. Yeah, or even like, you know, like Edelman, whose body just took a shit on him. I would imagine if Edelman hadn't retired, someone would have given him like a tryout or brought him to a camp. And he's like, you know, I'm not even going to mess around. I'm going to retire a Patriot. He'd be like, yeah, I get it. It doesn't get any better. Like football heaven. Like Derek, you've been in the football purgatory of embarrassment. Uh, but he blocks you when you say things like that. That's the problem. He's in it, so it's hard for him to separate. Like, Derek, this is not normal. If you're staring down the barrel of, like, walking away from the game and then Sean Payton calls, you you go play for Sean Payton. J.G. Jortner says, uh, enjoyed listening to or watching the stream of the podcast or the special segments you guys only post on the tube. Your sponsorship with Tito's added a chunk to the alcohol bill, but well worth it. Those vodka pineapple drinks are way smoother now. Question. At this point in the 49ers season, would you rather start Trey Lance the last five games and miss the playoffs or make the playoffs with Jimmy G as the starter? I personally think with the remaining schedule, Trey Lance could start and win three of the following five, and the Niners could finish nine and eight, which would give them a shot. I don't see them doing any better than three and two over the last games with Jimmy anyway. My favorite bar is Tackle Box in Chico. So 
I've never been to Chico. Uh, same. My parents went for like a weekend. They just to hang out. They liked it. I've heard of it. That people just seem to enjoy themselves. Uh, start Trey Lance the last five games, miss the playoffs, or make the playoffs with Jimmy G as the starter. You know, this conversation changes when you lose the wild card game, and it's like, well, was that worth it? And very quickly you go from, yeah, it's worth it, to, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Uh, I'm prepared for that. At this point, I think you chase as many wins. But I do think there is an argument to, may, to be made that could you win games with Trey Lance? I think you could win some games with Trey Lance. Well, if you can't win this game in Cincinnati and you're six and seven, shouldn't maybe you give Trey some reps coming down the home stretch? What are we doing? I I, I just it kind of clicked listening to uh, the guy talk in his in his question like that. Next week might be the take of like, okay, you're saying if the Bengals beat the Niners Sunday night, our take is it's time to play Trey Lance. You're already holding on for dear life. Anyway, you chasing wins with an under 500 team I, this late in December. And are we sure you can't win anyway with him? I know, especially to me, if Jimmy were to throw a couple picks and he's a key reason you lose, I would say it'd be time to rip the bandaid off and just, I listen, Kyle, I know you have no clue what coverage is coming when Trey's in the game, but fuck you figure it out sooner or later. Uh, last thing here, John, this is a DM. This is from Salvador. Salvador says, I'm not submitting these photos because I want, uh, oh, hold on. Let me try again. I'm not submitting for shave it or save it, but just wanted to share for the laughs because I love the new save it or shave it segment so much. I decided last year during the shutdown to shave it. But if I could have, I would have submitted for the ham opinion, which I'm sure would have been in agreement. So this is already a shave it, John. Let's see the before. Salvador, thank you for listening. We encourage other people, send us photos of your head if you're considering shaving your head, and we will help you. We got the topical here, straight on look, okay? Oof. We got, whoa, the backside. We got the side view, and we have the, I mean, look at the after. Look at this uh, guy. You see the swag and the confidence? Look at this guy. I mean, every lady, get ready, baby. Big Sexy's here. I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. Salvador. I mean, that's fantastic. Tito's an OJ in there? I mean, he is just, he, he's life of the party, double fisting, confidence, swag, 10 out of 10. Look Before at her. She's, I bet, walking she's so, in with the half the hair missing, you know, you're not feeling great about yourself. You walk in like that, you feel great. She's flattered that he just walked up to her right here. Yeah. This Might area be here. Ah, no ring here. Yeah, um, good, a good beard situation. He's gone all the way to the base of the neck with the beard, but it works for him. We found something that worked. It's a pretty solid like uh, shirt jacket combination. Sometimes the black jacket, it's hard to mix yeah, it's in. Good. That works. Do you think, um, do, do you think you would have, would this have been a look at the backside on this, this before photo? Yeah, the, the front actually is not as bad as the back. Look at the reflection. The, yeah, it's he's he was done. He, and the honestly, front's not great. Yeah, he's. I mean, not that he's bragging, but I, I would also say, Salvador, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I appreciate him putting the M for Middlecoff in his dome right there, but I would say that was a very typical. You know, the majority of our life before the the shave has really come in. Look at this guy. A lot of people, yeah. You look, you got a good bald head. That's we got a guy in the look. background over here who's also rocking it. Yeah, it's where, where are you guys? Looks like a nice little uh, wedding festivities you guys got going. <laughs> I back. love this photo. 
I think that's a tea, bottle of Tito's in the back. See that bottle of Tito's? Doesn't that look like a bottle of Tito's back right? Right here? Yeah. I'm sure it is, John. That's what I, every wedding I've been to in the last two years has Tito's at the bar. Same. Look at the look at the joy on Salvador. So don't be afraid to submit your photos. Don't be afraid to be like our guy Salvador here, looking like a ten out of ten. Uh, wears confidence beautifully. Yeah. Bald keep, is beautiful. Your la- keep your ladies close. <laughs> keep Salvador out. All right, good mailbag, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.